Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just two of the boys, Matt and Thacker. It is our first episode of 2023. I just about said 2022. I'm fucking slow. Anyways, today we we got a little bit of an episode because... For those who didn't know, Kyle and I, he's not here for this episode, unfortunately. Kyle and I are like 95% of the creative brain behind Side Mission, so we decided to let Matt and Thacker come up with an idea for these first couple of episodes. So we're doing Matt's idea today. Matt, do you want to explain the idea? Yes, I would like to thank you for that marvelous introduction. So Kiss my ass. (laughs) I decided to come up with an idea that's never been done before. It probably has, but it probably has. Not gonna cap. It probably has. But in in my world, this is a completely original idea. I decided (laughs) to take two different game, like one different gaming franchise. So, for example, let's take something like Animal Crossing. Now we know that it has a uh, online functionality, but it's very shallow. Where it's just like you can only invite your friends to your town. But imagine if they took Animal Crossing and made it into an MMO. So, for so, those who don't know, that means massively multi- uh, multiplayer online, multiplayer. I really butchered that, actually. So, but, the, you get but the no, idea. Well, no, so the <laughs> idea basically is just what, what are some, like, interesting twists that we would like to see some of our favorite franchises take. Not necessarily us predicting, like, what the next installment in the franchises are going to look like, but saying that if we had a little bit of creative power over them, what are some changes we would make to maybe change up the gameplay, change up how every, how every game kind of operates, and I think that we've got some good ideas. So, Matt, you you were the one that came up with the idea. Talk about your first idea because you had a couple interesting ones that I think we can really get into. So, we, we've been playing a lot of Splatoon 3 since it came out. And the story mode itself is really, really great um, with a lot of platforming aspects. But I was thinking, what if they took it a, a step further and created a fully realized 3D world for Splatoon? where it's still kind of the basic concept from the single player, from the main three games. But they take it and they kind of give it that open world, 3D-esque, like Mario 64. So are you saying, like, maybe give it the Odyssey treatment? The Odyssey treatment? Yeah, you know what, that's more recent. We we don't talk about 64 anymore. (laughs) Um, And and I I just really want, like, a fully realized 3D world. I like like that a camera like it, it has it has a free run camera as well like original splatoon games like but i just want to see them taking a step further instead of just like separate little mini areas that have platforming but yeah exactly what rusty said take it into like the mario odyssey way where you have different objectives in like one single world or just like little boss fights thrown in Whereas right now, they do kind of have something like that, but it's like a single boss per world. But I'm thinking like multiple bosses. But the levels are kind of like zoned off. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. No, I agree. I think so. I guess another comparison, are you saying like maybe do do for Splatoon what uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands did for Kirby uh, last year? Yes, that's that that kind of evolution for a series because it really worked well for Kirby. And it definitely worked really well for Splatoon. I agree. Like, the the base concept is already there with the, split, with the with the platforming, and they did such a phenomenal job with it. But I would just love to see it take a step further, it, like because Splatoon itself is one of Nintendo's most popular IPs, but it also came out during the time of the Wii U, Oof. and Nintendo does not really release a lot of, of new franchises that blow up like Splatoon did. Yeah, so they could definitely take advantage of that and maybe even get new fans into the series as well. 
I think that Splatoon, honestly, and Thacker, I'll let you chime in here too. I think Splatoon is probably one of my favorite uh, Nintendo IPs right now. Um, I love Splatoon 3. I thought that it was great. And I think that where that really works is that I think the world is actually really interesting. And it's something that I would like to see more of because of just, again, how intriguing it all is. I would love to see maybe the origins of how this how this place came to be, stuff like that. But I do think that an open world, and again, Thacker, I'll let you kind of add in here. I think that an open world would actually do quite a bit for Splatoon. Honestly, I think it'd be really interesting. I think it would be an amazing idea. And with Splatoon 3 being my first installment of the Splatoon games, again, shout out to Matt and apologies to Matt for not uh-huh. giving it a chance earlier. But I I honestly have to agree. An open world would be really interesting. I feel like the story would be where that game would have to take off though. But, well, to be honest, though, I remember this, and Matt, I think we might have recorded an episode right after um, Splatoon 3 was revealed, because I think we actually did, I think it might have been the Mario 3D World episode, because yeah. that same day we did the episode, there was uh, that Nintendo event that revealed Splatoon 3. I Didn't we all kind of feel like that's what it was going to be, was like some bigger open world and like some big like new change for Spl- Splatoon? Because that's what the trailer, that's what I think we all felt like it showed. It, it felt that way. Matt, did you have that same feeling as well? I did. I did. I felt like this was going to be a more narrative, like, story-driven, um, like, a, like, a single player that is done, that we haven't seen done before. But uh, with Splatoon 3 single player, they really took the um, the route from the DLC um, from Splatoon 2, where it's, like one op- like, one giant segment, but with, like, the levels themselves are just, like, thrown into there. Because I know you guys have played some of the single players. So you know exactly what I'm talking about with, like, the little pots that you go into. Yeah. It's just kind of... Um, best way for me to describe it, for anyone who played Mario Sunshine, those little extra worlds that you go into where you lose the flood, it's yeah. very similar to, like, a, a boxed-in area just where you have to solve puzzles in order to complete the challenges. Yeah, no, I, I think there's absolutely something there. I think that's a good idea, and I... It's one of those where I'd love for Nintendo to hire us because I feel like that would actually be a really, 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 really cool idea. Uh, Thacker, exactly. Thacker, what's your kind of your first idea? First idea, and we're gonna we're gonna stay in the Nintendo realm for a bit. Thank God, neither of us Nintendo. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, as we all know here on Side Mission. The three of us are huge Pokemon fans. Kyle's going to fucking scream when he listens to this episode because we know how, how he feels about Nintendo. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna fucking have a field day with this. I just hope whatever's going on, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, Pokemon. So with Pokemon, we always have this turn-based strategy, these yes. battles and everything, with the exception of, of course, Poke Tournament. But Pokemon what if we actually, yeah. yeah, what if we actually had a Pokemon game, like a mainline Pokemon game, with freeform fighting? Okay. Instead of the standard turn base, the moves being select and play, actually having it to where each of your for the Switch at least, each of your different buttons being A, B, X, Y, was linked to a move. So are you, you saying actually... are you saying like when you throw the Pokemon out like you control it that specific Pokemon? Yeah, like okay. kind of take a mix of how Mystery Dungeon was, where okay. you actually played as the Pokemon, 
But instead of having it still turn-based, having it as a free-form fighting. I'm intrigued. You've got my attention. Because you would still have... You could you could base it off in the world of Mystery Dungeon. Yes. And have all of that going on. But instead of it being this turn-based, you'd be able to have a lot more intriguing fights. You'd be able to actually do different things. Um for most Pokemon having the move scratch and everything, you could actually use that kind of like most of your open world fighters, like dark souls, um, breath in the wild, stuff like that. And actually have it to where your main attack is some super simple move. Okay. And you can build up to say like a flamethrower. You can build up to uh hydro pump, solar beam, that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly intrigued. I think that, so, obviously the, the point of this episode is we're not here to debunk any ideas. I do think that the one thing, the one pitfall this may run into is Pokemon is still at its heart a kid's game. And that massively complicates the combat in my opinion. But, again, you've got my attention there. I would not mind seeing a Pokemon game maybe take that route. Maybe the next Legends game. I do, I do foresee the one issue being if you complicate the combat, it no longer becomes a kids' game. And I mean, Pokemon is enjoyed by a very, very wide, wide array of people. True. So I don't think that that's really a massive problem. I think that that's definitely a problem you can work around. I don't know. I, I am intrigued though, Matt. What, what, what are your kind of your thoughts on all that? I mean, for a mainline game, I think that. Uh, because I, I believe that the formula just really works as it is. Just keep it how it is, obviously, with just the, the little changes here and there that they decide what to do with each gen. But, I mean, there are plenty of Pokemon spinoff games. And, like, I think Thacker's idea could definitely work in that realm of, you know... That's why I said, like, Pokemon Legends. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what even I was yeah. thinking. And even yeah. if you made the game rated T instead of the oh. standard E, right? Well, I don't know that the rating is the problem. I, I think that... wants Pokemon to be pulling out guts and spilling blood. <laughs> he, wants, he wants M-rated Pokemon. Pokemon. Let's, hey, man, listen. If that's a turn you want Pokemon to take, become M-rated and have no limits, <laughs> hey, man, listen. There's part of me that would be all for an M-rated Pokemon. Pokemon, the next GTA mod. I, I, somebody <laughs> somebody will do that. Somebody out there will okay, do that. Okay, look. Anyone who mods GTA to where you play as Pokemon and everything, send me a link to that mod. I'll definitely try it out for free. Like, I'll I'll be your first review on it. We can we can, we can do a whole episode on something like that. We can do a whole episode on that. I think. Um, so I've got an interesting one. I'm gonna tell you guys the one that you know we kind of went over our ideas a little bit uh, before we got on here, just to make sure everyone was on the same page. So my first idea is one that, and I don't think we're going to see this game for a while, even though, I mean, Neil Druckmann has already hinted at it, and especially with The Last of Us TV show starting up soon. Obviously, part three to that trilogy is going to be coming eventually. Uh, I have a challenge for Last of Us part three, because there was something that Last of Us part two did. I know the horror that people could actually like Last of Us part two, even though it was, you know, objectively the best game that came out that year. Uh, none of my business, though. But one thing that Last of Us Part 2 did very, very early on in the game was in Seattle Day 1, it sticks you in a very, very big, vast open area, and it kind of just has you explore. You've got two kind of objectives where you've got two places where you need to look for to find gas, 
But there's also plenty of other places you can explore along the map that you can find very, very helpful equipment, helpful upgrade materials. In fact, I think in one of the areas you actually find uh, the shotgun. And I think if you don't find it there, you could go probably three more hours into the game at least without finding it. So that changes up that a lot. But I really like this open world idea. I liked how they didn't really give you much of an objective. They kind of just said, here's an open world, have at it. I would love to see Last of Us Part 3 double down on that and make a bigger percentage of the game open world. But not only that, I would love to see kind of an Elden Ring style of exploration and information giving. In Last of Us, as is the case in most story-based games, you have information kind of just spoon-fed to you. You don't really have to read things that you pick up. They don't really give you that much story anyways. They give you a little bit, but not a lot. But in this one, what if, because odds are a big part of this a big part of this game is going to be her finding Abby, what if to get on the proper trail, you had to spend the first five to ten hours of the game in a big open area looking for information, looking for clues, talking to different people that are around, and, and you know... What if you had to do all of that just to get on the right trail? I personally, as someone who loves the Souls games, loves From Software, loves their storytelling, I think there's a way that that works. I'll let you two tell me what y'all think, but I think there's a way that works. Spoiler alert, my other idea is also From Software related, but I'm not going to get into that just yet. Um, I am interested to see if y'all think that could work or if y'all think that's just completely stupid. I honestly, hearing it out and everything, it sounds intriguing it sounds like you would honestly be playing more detective work than you would anything else in the last of us game well the thing is we've all played both games we know how important exploration is in last of us it's a very very key part of the game because especially on higher difficulties and i'm going to address that in a second because i think there's another thing they could do with regards to difficulty they won't do it in a million years but i think they could do it um but with regards to difficulty I think that the best way to go about this because, you know, exploration in these games is important because of materials. And the difficulty, besides giving you less health, enemies more health, them do more damage, you do less damage, is the scarcity of materials. I think in this game, cut difficulty out altogether. Cut the difficulty out altogether. Don't put an easy mode in. Don't put Grounded, which is why I know they will never do this in a million years because Grounded is something that people just love, that difficulty. Um, don't put it yes. in. Make it make it a, a dynamic difficulty. Make it a dynamic difficulty that gets harder as you go and that forces you to think about, okay, am I ready to go or do I need to explore more? Do I need to look for more? Do I, need to find, do I, have I, do I feel like I've explored every bit of this area to find every material that I can? Make the difficulty dynamic. Because I feel like a game like Last of Us, it gains something when you play it on Grounded. It loses something when you play it on Very Light. And the normal difficulty is a little too easy. Hard is a little bit too hard. There's no real in-between. What if instead you just did dynamic difficulty? So, Matt, you haven't really said much. I'll let you talk about what you think about that. Uh, I think that would be a great evolution for the franchise, especially if Last of Us 3 will be probably the last one in the It'll yeah. never fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love that idea, and they kind of explored some of that. Uh, what was that? The name of the city that you're in? Was it um, Seattle. Seattle, yeah. 
So kind of take what they did with Seattle where you could go into like all these different buildings um, and just expand upon that, but don't limit don't limit it to just like, you know, chapters because that's how Last of Us works is you're playing by chapter. Yeah. But when you're, when you're taking that like that dynamic, like what you're talking about, I feel like that they could add just like so much more, especially to explore different like side stories, like shoot add side quests you know find different like people that are still around and aren't trying to kill you and do quests for them something like that and maybe i don't know this might be taking a little too far but at type of like a, a leveling up mechanic what do you think about that well the thing is you got to think about it there is to an extent there is leveling in last of us you know, like there is because you have the different skills that you can learn. You have the supplements yeah. that you can use, which you just go by finding. You level up just by popping pills. But uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's that's a whole other that's a whole other can of worms we're not going to get into. But uh, <laughs> uh, but but I think that there is a way in which an open world Last of Us could work. And you know, we've all seen the rumors that Naughty Dog is working on a very very big expansive multiplayer game. And I think it's yeah. going to be essentially open world factions. I think it's going to be something like that. I feel like that could work in Last of Us. I don't think they'll ever do it. Because I think that the linear style of Last of Us is also an excellent style. But I think that that is an interesting route I would like to see them maybe consider going down if they ever were looking for a, uh, a way to evolve the gameplay. So that, with that being said, Matt, what, what's your second idea? Because we all brought two ideas. What's your second idea? Uh, well, you know, it's it's another Nintendo game, but it's just, it's something. Of that course, I it have, is. I, it's, it's something that I've really been wanting to see ever since um, when Metroid Dread came out. What it added to Metroid as a as a uh, as a franchise is it added a kind of a horror aspect with the uh, with the Emmys, and yeah. it just made me think back to like when you are in those sections, you are just running. You, you can't really fight back against these Emmys until you get a a, a specific weapon upgrade in that zone. But Metroid Prime and Metroid Dread mixed together to create a first-person survival horror Metroid game would be incredible. Now, Metroid Prime, like, they already got the base with Metroid Prime for the first-person perspective, but it's kind of like with Dead Space and the most recently released uh, Callisto Protocol, there's that that survival aspect that you have to take in consideration. I'd love to see Metroid develop more towards that type of genre because Metroid has some really, like, creepy, creepy-ass creatures on top of, like, the uh, the atmosphere in Metroid, especially Metroid Dread, really, like, makes you feel like you are alone. There's no hope outside of, like, your AI um, Atom. But I want she, I want Samus to feel alone, like she has no communication with anything, that she just has to survive on these planets that she's that she's going to, or just like one giant planet that's just expansive and with like all different like levels of difficulty. So obviously we start off in the beginning, it's it's pretty simple. You're just getting your basic upgrades, and then as you further into the game, the difficulty gets harder. Yeah, and really just bring it home with like what you can do with horror with in metroid yeah and i i could see that working i really could see that working because i remember in what i did play of metroid dread uh the emmys were were pretty terrifying yeah they they were pretty terrifying i can only imagine coming face to face with one of those uh in first person mode also just the atmosphere of of metroid games 
typically, Metroid games have done a really good job of kind of building that tense atmosphere, regardless of whether they're first person, third person, side scrolling, what have you. The atmosphere and world building is typically done very, very well in those games. So I feel like, from a first person mode, Thacker, you've played Metroid a lot more than I have, but uh, and you can talk more about it. But I feel like that's another thing where this would really thrive is the atmosphere, that that tension, that thriller kind of feeling uh, that a lot of first person horror games are known for. It would be a little concerning because Metro, like, as you said, it's had the perfect time for building suspense. And it's done it incredibly, regardless of the view that you're in. I I think that is a game where I would honestly sit there and not play in the dark whatsoever at all. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I'd, I'd be sitting there playing it just like I used to of outlast i would not have the lights on and off and honestly if uh if i was playing that and tabby was home i'd tell her if you touch that switch i'm quitting gaming i'm not playing anymore i'll play in the middle of the day uh, <laughs> which would make her very happy because then i come to bed uh but no it would be terrifying especially when you take into more considerations of the horror aspect and you add more grotesqueness to it. So you could have like a decaying Emmy or you could have some of these bosses that are just a little bit more grotesque to add to that horror aspect. I agree. So Thacker, what's your second idea? So sticking with the horror, um, but also kind of going in a franchise that hasn't really seen a lot of love um, the last game that came out for it did okay, but it was kind of lackluster. What if we took Halo, right? And with it having that outer space feel, having these creatures, and making it more into a horror game, or survival, if anything. You okay, still have now, the open world Now we're Okay, now we're getting okay. creative. So you take Halo Infinite, how we had the open worldness, and you add more horror to it to where almost kind of like how um choo choo charles is looking okay and you do that from the halo universe okay i again i could see i could see a world which is work and the thing about a lot of the ideas and i feel like i need to reiterate for this for listeners we are not making these as predictions these are things that we would love to see done a little bit differently but I think that there's something about that that's interesting. Matt, what do you think? I think that would be great because, I mean, they kind of already did some something like that um, back on the first Halo in Halo 2 with the Flood because the Flood were creepy as shit. Yeah, like, they were. My, my first time playing Halo Remastered because I didn't play the and... original on Xbox, but I remember getting to that, that area, and when you basically released the Flood, like I was like, these guys are harder, and... They're they're creepy as shit. They're just crawling through the vents and just popping up out of nowhere. Like, exactly. It, it was creepy. I'll tell you <laughs> what I think about that idea. I think that I think that you both kind of looked at the homework and one of you said, "Hey, change yours up so the teacher doesn't notice. Change yours up a little bit because <laughs> that sounds a lot like what Matt just said about Matt Metroid." But <laughs> look, I'm not. <laughs> but this one, I, I will fully do it. The re- I sat there and. I was not 100% understanding of the homework assignment until I was like, you know what, let me just sit here and uh, 
actually yeah, come you, up with you, a couple you were, you're, the, you're the kid. You were doing the homework as the teacher was walking around collecting it. And you were just like, hey, bro, let me take a look at yours. I'm, I'm going to change it up a little bit so she doesn't notice. That's literally what you just did. But, now, to be fair, I didn't know about Matt's ideas. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, I, But I think it's an interesting idea. So I'm going to give you guys the wackiest idea before we call this an episode. So, Oh, no. I said that mine was from software related. Give me a Soulsborne Warriors game. Oh my god. Give really? me give me a Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne, Elden Ring Warriors game. Give me like, a like, like Musa. Like give me Oh my Give Lord. me give me that, but with Dark Souls characters. Can with, we? with with Sekiro, with Bloodborne, with Elden Ring, with Demon Souls. Give me a Muso game with all of those characters involved. I don't give a shit about the story. I don't give a shit about the story. I don't care if it makes any damn sense. I want <laughs> I want to be able I want to fight alongside Gwyn, alongside Godric, alongside who's the, who's the biggest biggest baddest alongside Lady Maria. I want to fight alongside I want to fight alongside Patches. Oh, hell no. Fuck Patches. Patches can be like that fucking beginning level character that you get before you discard him (laughs) because you get somebody better. But give me, give me that and and, and you know what? Keep the difficulty. Keep the difficulty. Make it, make it fucking hard. Make it fucking hard. Hold on, what? Make it difficult. Don't put a difficulty option in there. Make it fucking hard. If you die at any point in the battle, you're starting over, bucko. You are starting over, and all of your XP is gone. Your XP is gone until you get back to that point in the battle. And if you die before you get back to that point in the battle, that XP is gone, bucko. So, I want that. I I want as masochistic a Muso game as has ever existed. Give me give me the from software you know you know you can throw armored core in there too. I don't care. You can give me give me from software warriors. Give me that. Throw mortal mortal shell in there as well. Well mortal shell is not from software so yeah. just uh, regard Matt go cuz I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this. No, I want oh. I want the hardest most masochistic from Muso game in history. That's what I want. Uh, I just want to say uh, I don't encourage drinking. Take a shot for every uh, you died screen that you're gonna get in a warriors style surf <laughs> Oh yeah! Like you imagine imagine just a bunch of hollows around you, just a bunch of hollows. There's thousands of them, and you're fighting, and you're you're controlling. Like let's say you're controlling. Give me an early game boss. Let's say that one of the first like controllable characters you get is 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 Father Gascoigne. Let's say he's like the very like he's one of the first characters you get to use as Father Gascoigne from Bloodborne. <laughs> like imagine just using his axe and his gun and just going to town on a bunch of hollows, a bunch Wait. of just, you know, basic enemies from Bloodborne, the soldiers. Imagine that. Like that, you can't tell me that would not be fun. It would be frustrating as all hell, but it would be fun. Uh, just okay. imagine like multiple tower knights on the battlefield. <laughs> There's multiple okay. blood starved beasts. So, so here's my thing, real quick. As as Rusty has said, Matt understood the assignment. I copy. I was the kid in school copying it as like the teachers walking by. Rusty was the one who knew about the assignment before it was even given out 
and knew exactly what he wanted to talk about. <laughs> what the hell? Rusty, I am all down for it. I will back it up. I will. If we need to start a Kickstarter. It, we need to start a Kickstarter for that. If there's a Kickstarter for it, I will, I will invest into that. But I would be terrified to just sit blood-starved beast all over the field. Like, imagine just, like, five of them show up. They just spawn in randomly. Imagine, imagine, but, 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 but don't, but don't let it in there. Imagine the later levels, you get, like, five millennias. Oh, no. I got one for you. Imagine having Fortisax and Placidusax and have, like, three of each on the battlefield at one time. Oh, I'll give you, I'll, I'll do you one better. Imagine that Garman is there. Let's get, you say you get to one level and across from you is Garman, Orphan Akos, Ludwig, Ludwig the first, first vicar from Bloodborne, Melania, Elden Beast, and like fucking Gwen, Lord of Cinder. Imagine that those are the enemies no. that are standing across from you. You're fighting like imagine that no. every every last boss from every from software game. Imagine Ishim the Sword Saint from Sekiro across from you. No. Imagine Stop. imagine False King Alant across from you next to Ishim the Sword Saint. Like, dude, <laughs> I would I would hate my life, but I would 100% play the fuck out of that game. I, from oh. software, this is your challenge. Make a make a from software Warriors game. Make I will a, platinum it. I will platinum I will, it. I will do whatever it takes to platinum it. From software, if you're out there, from software Warriors, make it fucking happen. I would love to play it. So that's going to be the end of this episode. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook and TikTok at Side Mission Podcast as well. For the two of the boys, for Backer, for Matt, for Kyle's unexistent, non existent ass, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening. <laughs>